Hi, Damien Christoph here. And Marcus Pierce here. After you listen to this Wellness Couch podcast, make sure you strap on your early bird wellness cape and head over to thewellnesssummer.com and book your early bird tickets. Tickets are going like hotcakes and why wouldn't they be? Because two days of powerhouse wellness featuring the Up For A Chat Girls, the new couch rock star, Kale Brock, the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe, our beautiful special guest, Nat Kringudis, Quirky Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, MP, our brother, the wellness guys, and more should not be missed. Get ready for some serious wellness, inspiration, education, extrapolation, information, fermentation, and so much more. Head to thewellnesssummit.com and book your tickets now. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the rock star of racing. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Hello, Damo. I was wondering what you were going to say here, Marcus. I'm well. How are you, mate? I'm very well, and this episode, of course, is brought to you by the 2016 Greek Island Ikaria Longevity Retreat, 10 Days in Paradise, with Damo and myself and an intimate group of longevity enthusiasts. If you'd like to learn more about joining Damo and I, then head to 100notout.com. Damo, this is a very exciting episode of 100 Not Out. It's um, not often that we speak to someone twice in 100 Not Out, but our next guest, Damo, when we spoke to him the first time, he had a staggering... 168,000 unique views of his wonderful TED Talk. We'll talk about that in a moment. Wasn't that great? This was was fabulous. This was back in September 2013. And he was younger. He was much younger. He was younger. Uh, He was sprightly at 93. Fast forward to today, and almost 400,000 people have witnessed Charles Eugster's incredible wisdom. Not only that, though, Charles has been a busy boy since we last spoke, not content with the accolades of 36 Masters rowing gold medals, not content with being the world's oldest body sculptor. No, no, no. Charles wanted to become the fastest man in his age group in the world. So at 95 and competing on an indoor track for the first time in his life, Charles got on his mark and then this happened. Newster rises from his blocks in lane number two. It was virtually a standing start. He's quickly upright and into his running. It's an economical style, not too much in terms of high knee lift, the arms aren't pumping. It is an economy of effort. It's a clearly a tactic to be one pace through this 200 meters, which is raced on an oval indoors. And midway down that back straight, he is racing against the clock. The other two men in this race who were to his outside, they're younger men, doubtless chasing their own age group marks, and they've gone off significantly quicker. As he rounds this final bend, he has the track all to himself, and Charles Eugster is racing nobody but the clock. A decade after taking up the sport of track and field, when he found he was losing muscle and gaining weight, he can now set a Masters world record. He enters the short finishing straight at Lee Valley. The crowd begin to acknowledge this. I can see some of them are on their feet. He crosses the line, does Charles Eugster. It is a new age group world best, 55.48 seconds. 
Well, so we set up in the British Masters Games, did the world record, fantastic. So then, Dame, after learning of this latest chapter, we just had to bring the great Mr. Eugster back onto 100 Not Out. So it is with great pleasure that we head over to Zurich in Switzerland and catch up with Charles. Charles, a very warm welcome back to 100 Not Out. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm absolutely delighted and flattered. (laughs) <laughs> I tell you what, I had that's the first time I've seen that. I, Marcus sent me the link on the internet, on the interweb, and I, uh, I I clicked the button and off it went and it played. And that was the first time I'd seen it, Charles. What an incredible race! You had so much pace that it took you another twenty five meters to stop, and that's what I was impressed about. Uh, I didn't quite understand. That could be my accent. But I'm, I was very happy to see that you're up and running about, Charles. And so congratulations once again. How, how did you feel well, running you. through that race? Did you feel fantastic? Did you feel like you're at the top of your game? How, tell us about that race. Well, um, I, I can tell you that I felt as if I was running like a young deer. But <laughs> you when, like I saw, when I saw the footage, <laughs> it looked to me uh, as... Uh, as I was doing a um, slow motion wobble, it was absolutely <laughs> awful. No, My style was awful. Oh, okay, no. so Charles, I've got to ask you then. Do you say this because I think it was you that told us that no matter what your age is, you still kind of think like a twenty-one-year-old. You still think you're you're in your twenties or your thirties. So, do you think you look at the race thinking that you should be running down like Michael Johnson or Carl Lewis or Usain Bolt? Do you really think you should be sprinting around that track? Well, the um, the interesting the interesting thing is this: there's been recent research to suggest that uh, high-intensity interval training is um, beneficial for um, people with chronic disease or heart problems. And um, that's, that's, number, that's number one. And the other thing that intrigued me was the fact that the uh, people that run 100 and 200 meters they are real muscle mass men. Now, um, in, in old age, what happens, one of the major things that happens is that you lose your muscles. So that it could be, and this is what I'm experimenting on, it could be um, extremely beneficial for older people <coughs> to run short distances, 100 and 200 meters. And... Uh, that is what I'm doing. Now, this uh, type of sprinting um, has a similar effect to um, high-intensity interval training. You see, so um, I, I am trying to find out whether 100, 200 meters is beneficial for people in old age. Well, how, what's, what's your gut feeling at the moment? Is, does it feel like it's beneficial to you? What was that? I, I think um, at, at, the, at the moment, um, uh, I, I, feel, I feel great. I mean, the, um, I, I, I think this uh, type of exercise is uh, um, extremely beneficial, but... Uh, <clears throat> Nobody really, uh, nobody really knows uh, very, very much about uh, training for uh, people in old age. 
That's well. That's true, isn't it? Because there wouldn't be many people. I'm just assuming, and maybe you know differently, but there wouldn't be many people in their seventies or their eighties, let alone their nineties, that are doing what you're doing. And so it would be hard to track that. I would say. Well, um, there there could be. I mean, uh, in my vision, um, anybody, well, or most people. I have to be very careful about this. Most people in their nineties, if they wanted to, they could have a beach body. Uh, and they could turn the heads of the sexy 70-year-old girls on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, look, um, uh, we have have completely destroyed old age. We don't know anything about it. And um, these, these things, in my personal opinion, are absolutely... Possible, uh, and one of the one of the biggest dangers uh, in old age is retirement. Retirement is a financial catastrophe and a health calamity. Mm, this is I am absolutely convinced. Look at the Queen of England. Yeah, she hasn't what, retired. How old is she? Yep. Eighty-eight or something, something like this. Yep. Works. And uh, she doesn't retire. No, no, she, and she has no... I, I mean, no, look, there, there are an enormous number of um, uh, illustrations. There are people in, in Ecuador, people in South Caucasus, people in Okinawa, in Japan, who are 90 years old and still working... In um, in the um, agricultural <coughs> field, uh, very difficult terrain. They have number one a job, number two they have good nutrition, and number three they have physical daily exercise. Oh, you're talking our language, Charles. This is absolutely fabulous, and this is why Damo and I are going to the Greek islands next year because, like you say, there are people all over the world that are doing this well. And I suppose one thing you said on the first um, time that we interviewed you, which for people listening, if you haven't listened to the first interview with Charles, it's episode 26 of 100 Not Out. And I remember you saying that you felt that it really was a great shame that people that are in their 90s that are getting all of this press for doing all these wonderful things uh, are the exception to the rule. And I suppose the question is, now that we're you know 18 months after we interviewed you last, are your achievements beginning to resonate with other people your age? Are people coming up to you in the street and going, Charles, you've inspired me to take up athletics, to go lift some weights, to go hop in the pool and go for a swim? Is what you're doing inspiring other people to lift the quality of their life? Well, um, I what I want to do is to inspire you not to retire. Yes, that's a given. <laughs> Damo and I will be, we'll be, one. be recording 100 Not Out when we're 100. <laughs> um, there are, um, the 21st century has now been called the century of the centenarians whether we like it or not we are all we are all getting older i mean uh, older in years more people are getting older and people are getting older in years at a rapid rate and all this has been completely ignored now charles i have a question for you if this is being completely okay. 
I have a, if this is being completely ignored, do you think that when you do something as inspiring as you do, so let's take the 200 metres, for example, it gets beamed all around the world. Um, I spoke to someone the other day who's in their 90s and they're doing a phenomenal job and the, 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 media, specu- the media pressure of what she had been doing had really affected her. She, she could not uh, deal with all of the the kudos and the media requests and all of the rest of it. That, so there's, there's clearly plenty of exposure coming from what it is that you're doing. Do you feel that do you feel that my generation can actually look at what you're doing and go, well, that's what I'm going to do? That, I suppose that's the question. Do you feel that what you're doing is inspiring others to make a shift? Um, well, was, <coughs> I was, uh, <coughs> as I put it, I was an only, uh, an only child, centre of attention. I'm extremely vain, and um, I, I, I love the attention. And that's a great thing. And I think you said that. You've said this a couple of times. And when we actually launched the first um, interview that we did with you, Charles, we called it um, we called it 93 Vain and Loving Life. Um, and people said, oh, my gosh, you called him vain. And I said, no, 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 hold on a minute. Charles called himself vain in a good way. Can you just clarify for people what you mean about this? Because I think it's so important that people recognize that you're not talking it in a in a disempowering way. You're saying it almost in a pride in your appearance, in your health, in the way you feel about yourself. Can you clarify what you mean about that? Well, uh, um, the how should I put it? Um, I I discovered that vanity was a was a great uh, benefit to me because at about the age of eighty seven, in spite of the fact that I was rowing six days a week, my body deteriorated. And uh, because being so vain, <clears throat> I, I wanted to I, I wanted to have a good body, so I joined a uh, bodybuilding club, and um, that is uh, that that was uh, w- one of the things that um, changed my whole attitude uh, towards training. Because um, if you train, uh, if you uh, for example, do resistance training or hypertrophy training, strength training, you must have a recovery period. Recovery periods are extremely important. It's part of the, part of the training. But um, the reason why I did that was simply because even at, a, at, uh, at the age of 87, I wanted to have a good body. I mean... Uh, vanity in old age, I think, is is extremely important because you uh, tend to uh, take better care of yourself. You uh, dress, and and of course, uh, you you like to be accompanied by a good-looking, sexy girl. So um, <laughs> it it. it, it it has terrific advantages. Absolutely. It <laughs> Absolutely it does. I was actually talking about Errol Flynn today and, uh, and that reminds me of something that I'm sure Errol Flynn might have said too, Charles. Charles, um, in order to maintain your incredibly handsome ripped body and, uh, and to maintain your muscle mass, <laughs> what, what's your diet what? these days? What, have, you, have you jumped on any trends, fads? Are you uh, following anything particular? What are you doing right now? 
Well, at the uh, um, today I'm uh, I'm going to the gym uh, with with my coach, and we are going to do um, first of all um, some endurance exercises, and then after that we do a lot of strength, and uh, then we do some uh, specific exercises in in order to improve my running style. Nice, I love that. Uh, what about from a fueling perspective? What are you eating? What are you putting in your body? Ah, oh, well, that is extremely interesting. I I am now um, eating more fat. Hey, that's the way. That's what I want to hear. And good for you. <laughs> that's good. I I think that um, our conception of diet yes. is. Probably uh, completely wrong. I mean, there must be something wrong due to the fact that all over the world uh, we have an epidemic of obesity. And uh, I, I, I think the fact that we talk about um, in increasing the amount of uh, carbohydrates and less fat and, and uh, less meat is, uh, I won't say... Uh, I won't say wrong, but uh, oh, I'll say it. I'll not say it. it's wrong. applicable. <laughs> not applicable. It's wrong. Okay. It's Look, crazy. I uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It depends upon your uh, genetic build-up. Well done. If you want to know what uh, foods are good for you, you should have a genetic test, well which will uh, tell you. Um, what type of foods are good for you? And as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I seem to be, number one, more of a power person. Number two, that um, carbohydrates are not so good for me, but uh, protein is far better. Protein and fat all the way and, for you, by the uh, if, if you If you are an um, endurance person, probably... Carbohydrates are um, good for you, although this seems to be questioned at the present time. However, as far as I personally is concerned, I, I, I um, also um, consume whey protein supplements. And this is important in old age because the protein synthesis is reduced. And therefore, it's advisable for older people to take uh, protein supplements in the form of whey protein together with a, an amino acid called leucine. And uh, the other thing, as I mentioned, that uh, I found interesting was uh, the uh, question of, of fat. We have today, um, in, instead of natural fats, we, we have uh, turned to vegetable oils. And uh, the uh, consumption of veg vegetable oils in the United States in, in, has increased, I think, a thousand times since the turn of the century, we've completely turned our diet upside down. And uh, what I'm doing now is that I'm consuming deliberately more fats. And uh, fat is a great source of uh, energy. 
And uh, the other interesting thing that I just uh, discovered is cause hypoxemia. That means lack of oxygen in the blood. These are uh, very, very interesting things. And the other thing that shocked me, that, it, that it's very difficult today to um, have a, a fatty diet. Everything is half fat or <laughs> reduced fat or skimmed milk or what have you. And uh, that is, is another thing that I, that I found uh, rather, rather interesting. Um, uh, you, there is no hard and fast rule what you should eat because it's so individual. In your gut, you have um, the number of bacteria that are in your gut is higher than the number of cells in your body. And it is these bacteria that digest your food for you. And my bacteria in my gut are different from those in your gut. So that things that may be good for you may not be good for me. The most important thing to remember is that we still have the bodies of hunter-gatherers, and hunter-gatherers had a huge variety of different foods, and that is the most important thing, to have a huge different variety of foods which you eat. Never stick to the same diet. Oh, Charles, this is fabulous, and it's so great to hear someone in their mid-90s talk with so much passion and enthusiasm around food. Now, we've got one more question for you before we wrap this up, and and I ask it with uh, – I have a feeling you might know, but I want to know, and everyone else wants to know, is do you have another goal? Well, you, you, you're very clear that you, you're always changing, um, you're always growing, you're always doing something new. So have you considered what is next for Charles Eugster? Well, I'm uh... – I want to change the world. I, I want to make old age into one of the most fabulous, extraordinary, wonderful, beautiful, glorious, stupendous periods of, anybody, of everybody's life. Well then, uh, we might have that to get you out to Australia. Goal. We might have to get you out to Down Under. <laughs> have you been over here before? No, I've never been to Australia. I've always admired the Australians because... They are one of the, the most outdoor people. They are, I, I, I would think, probably one of the, some of the most uh, healthiest people. Well, I think you're and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to Oh, Charles, at once upon a time, that would have been the case. But we've caught up with the rest of the world. We're fat. 70% of our population is obese or overweight these days. And we've got an obesity epidemic over here. So it's, it's actually abnormal to be normal weight in australia and so yep. we're uh, we're in a crisis we need your wisdom we need somebody like you to come over here and shake it up for us oh there's uh, there's something else just a, a word of advice do not do not consume any uh, manufactured foods for oh, example um uh, soft drinks uh soft drinks just have one use and that is uh, during 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 training, you can uh, you can take uh, you can take a sip of a soft drink now and again because of 
during training, but that is the only exemption. Sugar, uh, every, everything that is sweet, sugar should be uh, sugar should be avoided. Try to think. Uh, try to remember that we are we are hunter gatherers. We have the bodies of a hunter gatherer. Well, Charles, you've been amazing, and you said just then that you admire the Australians. Well, let us tell you, on behalf of Damien and myself and all of the 100 Not Out listeners out there, we admire you so much for what you're doing and the example (laughs) that you are setting. You're an absolute marvel, and like we like to say to everyone on this podcast, may the rest of your life, Charles Eugster, truly be the best of your life. Thank you so much. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your wisdom. Thanks, Damo, for your wisdom as always. We'd love your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. And if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guy. So until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.